drink beer, think beer. You're listening to Broodlands. There are two kinds of people I don't trust. People who don't drink and people who collect stickers. That's from Chelsea Handler. Oh, okay. People who don't collect stickers. So not, who, who, no, people who do collect <laughs> oh, do stickers. do collect stickers. Yes. Okay, that's, yeah. So she doesn't trust children, I guess. I was going to say, is that a big swath of society? I don't know. I, who collects, I mean, stamps I understand, because that's, that's, those are some weird people who people kind collect of a stamps. Too, yeah. yeah, it is a yeah. sticker. It's like an adult, like a valuable collectible at some point, or is that Maybe just a when weird you're a kid? Those niche that was it the Lisa into? Frank stickers, the puffy oh, yeah, ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely collected stickers sure. as a kid. But if you have your trapper now. keeper, and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I still want to try. Is trapper keeper still a thing? I still want a trapper keeper. And who are you going to sell the, yes. that sticker collection to? <laughs> yeah, I want a trapper Another kid. A trapper keeper for my iPad. I have a lot of stickers for you, little kid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sounds like yeah, that's not creepy at all. In your white, in your white van with no windows. I don't think they ever had the same. Money cache that like baseball cards ever did. I, I think, think it so. was just like, can you want to trade stickers? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Never mind. So I understand why you don't pe- people put too much Pokemon. value in stickers. I understand now why you don't trust them. Yeah. I did trade Ninja Turtle cards when I was in <laughs> fourth yeah. grade. Like Pokemon. Yeah. All of those. Pokemon was before but, us. But I wouldn't collect them me. now. Before us. After us. I wouldn't trust me now collecting no. that though. That would be weird. <laughs> I did play Pokemon Go for a little while. I didn't even collect Pokemon when I was younger, but Pokemon Go was a pretty cool. Thing. It was a big. It was all the rage there for yeah, like a, know, for right? a hot minute. It's pretty double dead now, isn't it? Uh, I yeah. think I think like Javi still plays it. No, no, I think he's like Javi the last did. player in the world. Yeah, and then that kid who sang that song. <laughs> Javi will never let it die. Song. Yeah, he never oh, lets okay, it die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm Mark, and uh, Dustin's here as always, and we're joined once again by Jennifer, the bearded lady. Hey there. Uh, she's here not for another interview because. I don't, know what else we, I don't know what other questions we'd ask, yeah. but uh, we're here to talk about other things. And today we're going to be talking about a BBC documentary called The Truth About Alcohol, which we'll get to here shortly. But uh, first, let's talk about some beer news, some brews in the news. <laughs> um, so, North Coast Brewing is getting sued by the estate of Thelonious Monk over the beer uh, Brother Thelonious. I don't know if you guys have ever had Brother Thelonious. It's I a great not. Abbey Ale. It's one of my first craft beers that I ever picked up, just on a whim. Has that been around? So it's been around for. Oh a yeah, bit. it's been around for a long time. Okay. Uh, it's got a very distinct. It's got Thelonious Monk's face on it with like a red knit cap, okay, sunglasses it. on it. Yeah, it's an Abbey Ale. It's, yep. It's, it's if born, I have, I don't remember. It's that. like my first Abbey Ale. It was, <laughs> like it's a great beer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they're getting sued by his son, oh, the wow. estate of uh, Thelonious Monk, because apparently, like ten years ago, when they started brewing, they had a verbal agreement only. That they could use his likeness on the beer, as long as North Coast donated some of their profits to the Thelonious Monk Institute for Jazz, oh. uh, which has locations in L.A. and D.C. Well, apparently they also... That's interesting. Monks and Jazz. I didn't know that... Well, he's not a real monk. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's just... His last name is Monk. I see what you're He's not a jazz monk. <laughs> no, that's unfortunate. That would have been even more awesome. The jazz sect great. of the Catholic yeah. Church. Right. Anyways. Um, pretty cool church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, they're getting sued now because uh, T.S. Monk, this is Tholonius Jr., rescinded the verbal agreement when he found out they were using it on banners, his likeness on banners and merchandise. He rescinded it a year ago. North Coast kept on making merchandise and using the image on their beer. And so he's turned around and filed a lawsuit for $75,000 and a licensing agreement from North Coast. Hmm. That seems really low. It does seem, yeah. 75K. Yeah, which, I mean, I guess... I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how big. Uh, I mean, North Coast has pretty wide distribution. And That's what I mean. I would have thought, thought it would have been a lot higher. Yeah. And Thelonious Monk, it's not like he's like a non-famous jazz artist. So right. I don't know. It's kind of it is small, but I mean, he's he is he's he is one of the world's only jazz monks. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's true. We should, we should all listen to him. <laughs> it should be it should be worth more than seventy five k. Uh, of course, then again, he has. I mean, especially when he has North Coast over a barrel. That if they want to continue to make this beer, yeah. they call it. The brand name they've had, they've got to mm-hmm. license the beer. Yeah. So North Coast had no response as of now. Oh wow. Uh, they had not responded at all. That's pretty sorry then to, to not to after that letter to not turn around and do well, something. Well, yeah, and especially if you had this agreement. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't. And and it, at the same time, I would conversely say, never if it comes to business, never rely on a verbal agreement. Always get a contract. Yeah. yeah. Isn't yes. that like rule one? No of, handshakes or yeah. 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 I agree. Even, yeah. Maybe with a photo attached yeah. or something. But. Maybe if you're doing a podcast, a little podcast like this. But <laughs> We signed a contract well, with Jennifer today, actually. Yeah, exactly. She had to show up. Exactly. She had a writer and everything. <laughs> it was signed in beer. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. And green M&M's only. <laughs> so I came across another article from NPR that was talking about just the future of food in general. Beer yeah. was lumped in with that, but... Uh, Beer's the food, right? It's like, uh, they are. It's another well, food it is, group. yeah. 
and they're basically talking about the fact, and I don't want to go into the whole food element and just get read to the their story element, line by but line. yeah, I could. Yeah, I'll start from the top and go all the way down this three-page article. But, oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, basically, they're talking about how we're going to be consuming less meat, probably, and having more sea, uh, like things like seaweed and even ants and other things like due that. to climate change, the effects of climate change. Yeah, exactly. And one of the big things they talked about was beer and the fact that this particular. Uh, area of uh, the UK was starting to use chocolate in beer. <laughs> they just mentioned that as like a one-off comment. Like, yeah. And like I was telling you before the show, it, it's kind of funny to me that's some revolutionary thing because well, I've seen chocolate in beer yeah. for forever. Years yeah. and years and years. Well, and even Young's double chocolate stout yeah. is a British beer, exactly. which is really yeah. strange. Huh. And they also really? mentioned there like, too... Ooh, chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Introducing what? this new thing into beer. <laughs> it's newfangled uh, confection. Milk, milk chocolate yeah. stout. What? Yeah. It's, it's chocolate Amazing. and coffee imperial porter. Right. What oh a revolutionary. Yeah, okay, yeah. I've never seen that before. But. It, it is strange, but they, they do say in the article also that they don't think beer itself, as far as taste, will change, but yeah. it, it's more of the brewing process they think will change. Yeah, that, that's where I was going with it, to yeah. say that they point out beer is the one thing in 100 years they think will probably still be the same because of how it's always been. It's always been simple. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing they're going to do is try to you know handle the barley and hops waste and that kind of thing better than we have. And, and, and maybe be more efficient with the brewing process yeah. to not use so much water. Per individual beer. According to them, they were saying that it takes 300 liters of water to... One liter of finished beer. Yeah. Yeah, to make a one one bottle of beer finished from start, I guess, probably all the way well, back one, from... One finished liter. One finished liter? Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, from that's probably goes to all the manufacturing, all that jazz from end to end is 300 liters of water. Yeah. And then the three hours of powering a TV is about the energy equivalent it takes to make one bottle of beer. So there are a lot of... Uh, like some breweries in the Netherlands and stuff like that that are going totally green, where they're uh, all solar powered or wind powered, and uh, they're using a lot of water conservation stuff, reusing water stuff like that, which is pretty cool to see. Well, even domestically, especially yeah, I'd say especially more. West Coast breweries, but more than just them, but they, they yeah. seem to be the pioneers of it, trying to find more green ways to, yeah. especially get rid of the waste and all of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and then be able to reuse it. A lot of breweries around here, uh, I think even Franconia, as an example donates all their, you know, leftover barley to uh, a farm up in Melissa, you know, that kind of thing. So people are starting to do that. They're, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, they're even trying to set up a specific business that goes around to all the microbreweries and gets all of their stuff since they don't have the resources to be able to do that. Yeah. Put it all together and actually do something with the barley too. So people keep moving in that direction. And I'm assuming that's nothing but a good thing, right? Yeah, I mean, more green the better. Sorry, we are going to say? No, you're good. We were actually in Europe and... Um when we were in France, we went to a brewery, Outland Brewing, and Outland Brewing, sorry, I like to mumble a little bit. Um, they were actually taking the hops, the spent, or the spent grain, and he was putting the spent grain and growing flies. This sounds very strange, yeah. I know. Well, in turn of doing that, they're growing flies, and those flies that larva and kind of the leftover stuff would go to the aquaponics on oh, that's top cool. of French buildings ah. to have fish no. and grow fish farms. That's and cool. then that, those fish farms in turn would make gas. Right. And so this is how he runs his um, brewery was through gas. Unfortunately, it's really funny because he's like, I actually have to pay for the gas that I help make. Right, sure. But yeah. regardless, that was a really cool process that I was seeing in France. And uh, the rest of them kind of gave it to the rest, like the usual, like give it to the horses and mm-hmm. farms yeah. and stuff like that. But the coolest one was in France and how that's really cool. That. Yeah, yeah. I think they probably are going to have to keep coming up. And I say they of people smarter than me that can figure out this kind of stuff are going to have to keep coming up with new ways to actually handle that. You can't just give it all to livestock and that yeah. kind of stuff. But yeah. I mean, even doing that, at least they're not just trashing it. Oh yeah, There's yeah, yeah. Something going on there. I do wonder if we'll ever have past stump beer status of using. Like, they started using crickets and a lot of, like, cricket flour, cricket, uh, like, oh, protein yeah. bars, like, extra yeah. bars are made out of. So I wonder if it's ever going to get to where we'll use crickets when alternative Me. sources will become part of beer, too. Like, huh. it'll, it'll probably be a while. I mean, we've already got stump beers that kind of do that, but as a regular drinkable beer, it might be a while. If we could do something with all the insect population that was actually useful, that right? would be nice. Yeah. Can we make cricket barley? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be very interesting. <laughs> I, will, I did I have the like ex- it would be, like... I mean, I guess it'd be kind of bitter. I tried a cricket once, and it was just Well, I had an uh, Exo protein bar. Nice. I, they were actually pretty good. Some of the yeah. better protein bars I've had. Like, had the, the consistency of, like, cake or something. It's pretty good. 
If you recall on our other podcast, The Break Room, we did for Taste Buddies. That's true. We ate crickets that were straight up crickets. Well, they were cooked in all kinds. Of, they had oh, different yeah. batter and but stuff like that. But they still had the legs and all that. Yeah. Like, it still oh, yeah, looked it like a cool. It was ground up. It was not that bad. Actually, yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. It still tastes very earthy. Yeah. It does, yes. Yeah, you're just like, there's <laughs> Earthy is a good description. Earth. <laughs> now, I don't know what yes. the ratio of like cricket to get the same amount of protein you get out of like a steak is, but. It's pretty easy. Is it? Is it? Yeah. yeah. It's pretty easy. Actually, yeah. I, it's funny that you're talking about all of it. I recently went plant based because of another documentary called What the Health. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how much protein is in plant based. I haven't looked into insects, but like. The vegans and vegetarians are actually not having issues with protein. It's just like B12 and yeah. iron. And that's really like... But then if you eat enough spinach, you're good with iron. Right. B12, you just take a supplement. So it's really it's really a skew of the thoughts of protein. Now, I know that I think I was reading something on the internet, and everything on the internet is true. So I'm going to just... Of course. <laughs> right. Um, that it is pretty protein-packed. Yeah. Very, like, the you just kind of mush it all together like a piece of burger but yeah. it's really protein packed maybe yeah. someday we can have a cricket steak then. i think so i think we <laughs> i mean the, the, heading that way maybe intrinsic will add that to the menu <laughs> not to be cricket all steak. like captain planet or whatever but i mean our production of meat needs to go down like just like uh a reduction guy, needs to go up sorry reduction yeah. needs to go up you're right <laughs> i'm i'm like i'm a horrible captain planet uh no the uh, you're right there needs to be an increased reduction <laughs> to give them weirder about it as far as meat goes because the the co2 that cows you know put out yeah they farted out yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> just go to el paso you can totally immediately tell it's it's, it's terrible <laughs> worse than cars sometimes yes absolutely and yeah we i mean we've been where we're eating meat like a lot less at our house and mm-hmm. i think like well, at least one day a week we don't have meat so yeah i mean we're doing a small part yeah, you are. <laughs> totally that's a big part yeah but um I'd have a hard time cutting out completely, but reduction it is, is it fine. Is, yeah, I admit it, it is tough because it's not quite. The I really same. like barbecue and stuff. Well, like the uh, what are those? It's uh, hard. It's very hard. Yeah, the vegetarian burgers that. Yeah. What are they? Whatever they're called. Vegan burgers. Yeah, they're not quite the same, but no. they're not. They're getting. They're getting better. Um, they're better than they used to be. One at Hop Dotties, and yeah. it's called the Impossible Burger. That is outrageous. I was like, I had been completely vegan, and then I was giving it a try. It is plant. It is all plant based. It's vegan. And I was like, this tastes like meat, and I don't know what to do right now. <laughs> and I was, like, really confused that I, yeah. like, was it was greasy. It, it confused it, your palate? Yes, and it bleeds. <laughs> and I know. Oh, wow. Right? Okay. I know. It, ble- it can, it's, like, medium rare in the middle. It was Weird. very strange. And so It's very strange. So but spe- they're almost there. They're so, almost there. Since we're at Intrinsic Smokehouse today, do you miss meat? Yeah. 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 <laughs> How long have you been going vegan for? Mm. Gosh, it's almost two months. Okay. And I've been introducing, like, I'm not going to not eat aioli because I really like aioli. Yeah. And that's one of the things. But I may be introdu- reintroducing eggs. Right. I don't want to do cheese or anything like that. But, I mean, I miss meat. And if it's going to be, like, I haven't done it yet. My husband has. I ha- if it's going to be, like, a solid, grass-fed, healthy cow that yeah. I'm eating... Probably. Yeah. If I kill it, if it's a fish that I kill, yeah. Yeah. I mean, sure. like, it's where if I know where it's coming from, like, Austin's a great place to get some good meat. Yeah. You can know exactly where they come from and all of that. Local but, yokel's really good, too. Yeah. Just McKinney? Yeah. Yeah. And they, they will actually deliver around here. Yeah. Wow. Okay. See? Yeah. yeah. See, that's, I'm accepting to that. I haven't <laughs> done it yet because I'm, like, terrified of how I'll feel. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, like, when you go extreme one way, your enzymes cut down, and then you taste it, and you're like, I'm about to throw up. This is uh, yeah, going right. to die. <laughs> but, but no. well, hopefully don't go through that. <laughs> no, no. I'll have to wean, or not wean, but like gradually yeah. eat a little bit Step back into it. Dip the toes back in the sure. blood yeah. slowly. Wean yourself off of not having it. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so speaking of killing things, apparently millennials, as our uh, weekly article about millennials <laughs> killing something, uh, beer industry apparently is what they're killing now. I think we said this, mentioned this several times, but... Apparently, yeah, uh, the beer industry, but it's not the beer industry that you think of. Well, well, you say that, but I mean, I don't know. I they yeah. didn't. Re- this is an article uh, from Business Insider. They didn't. They mentioned. They didn't mention craft per se. Mm-hmm. This is they, this was done by USB, which is a research uh, yeah. firm. But anyways, here's what they said. They said that uh, from 18 to 30 year olds, sales dropped year over year by one percent. Uh, this is 2016, 2017. Um, they surveyed 1,200. I guess millennials, and uh, they said wine and liquor did not change year over year, but every brand except for Stella, Dos Equis, and Miller all fell year over year. Uh, recommendation rates for beer also fell across the board except for Dos Equis, Stella, and Shock Top. 
I'm sorry, but Stella is like one of the worst beers yeah. ever made. I can't stand Stella. It, I mean, I can drink some other light on occasion, but yeah. Stella, no. <laughs> Never, ever. And, you know, Dos Equis, I guess, is it's fine if you're on a hot Dose, beach or yes, something. But I would drink a sure. Dos Equis. Yeah. But or Stella, Modelo. Or I can, I can yeah. drink a Dos Equis Amber. Yeah. yeah. I can do that. Now, I'm willing to like go over to Europe and try Stella's just straight out the line, fresh yeah. from the tap, without the light ever having hit the mm-hmm. bottle. The nasty green the bottle version we get is awful. The American version is terrible. Yeah. Why? Why that would ever be? Like one of the, the one of the highest recommended beers. I guess if you don't know anything else, maybe you recommend a Stella. It was confirmed to me one day when we were all out drinking a lot, and this was like the tenth beer. Yeah. And I had Stella. And I'm like, this is awful. I can't drink it. <laughs> I still can't drink it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even after I'm all really of this, drunk. all of this prep, it's still awful. Yeah, I do wonder, like. I mean, all kinds of big firms, they fund studies that will lean their way. Mm -hmm. There was a big section of this article in Business Insider that mentioned um, AB pushing back against craft beer to say, we need to band up and fight against wine and liquor because they're coming after us across the Atlantic. Right. They didn't really mention craft beer sales at all, per se, compared to the macros. Well, of course, I mean, AB doesn't want craft beer to fall now either since they own so many of them. Yeah. Yeah, true. I don't know. They're in a weird position. They are, their, I don't know what they're. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're. They are like, no. Yet they continue to come their out ultimate against, agenda is. I, yeah. I don't know either. They keep they keep putting out anti craft beer things, but yet they continue to acquire craft beer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't they, know either. That feet in both arenas, and it's it sucks. I feel like yeah. if you're out in the wild in regular life, craft beer is not suffering with millennials at all. If you look around where we are right yeah. now, most of us are like probably there's a few older people, but most of us are in. The twenties thir- to thirties. Yeah, and so like that's majority that's sitting of right here, right. drinking our beer or drinking the beer here. Sure, there's so there's there's some suburban forty five year old dads that <laughs> bring the latest craft beer as their yeah. exotic adventure, you yeah. know, to oh, the yeah, sure. to the backyard barbecue or whatever. But I don't think that's the primary. And I, I could see <laughs> the primary if, target. And they, they do say that um, a beer. They say beer lost ten percent share between over ten years. And they predict it will continue to fall. They did say that I could see this, I guess, that millennials are tending to drink less. And I could see this maybe with the advent of more marijuana being legal. I yeah. guess I could see an inverse relationship there, that if you're going to pick one or the other, you're going to yeah. afford one or the other, maybe you'd go for that. Maybe. I don't know. It depends probably where you live, but... Yeah. And but I, I can speak for millennials, right? Yeah, you're looking at me, I'm like, yes, we're staring I'm a millennial. You yeah. I am a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a really, like, wherever I'm out, I'm always introducing people to beer. And I, I think that that what they're saying, and since I didn't mention craft beer, yeah. yes, absolutely. I think sales of mainstream beer are falling tremendously. Yeah. And that's awesome. Yeah. Like, that's great because yeah. craft beer is better for you, technically, and better tasting. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the ingredients are what millennials want. And a lot of it's... When you're when you're brewing a good beer, you have to be very careful with your ingredients. So they're not going to put corn syrup in there. They're not yeah, going right. to put crazy things like that. They're going to be like, no, it needs sugar. It needs wheat. Mm-hmm. It needs like all of this. So it's kind of like when you go into the craft cocktail thing too. It's like they really like craft cocktails. They're really going to like craft beer. Yeah. Yeah. So I might have to do like a little bit more research on that. Yeah. I think, I- I think it's definitely. Yes, trending that is falling, but craft beer probably will be going up high. Yeah. Plus, I feel like the neighborhood craft brewery, like Intrinsic, something like that, is going to be more on the rise than even mm-hmm. bigger guys, quote unquote, like Lakewood or something that distributes all over the place. I would love to I think see you're that. Gonna, like a lot of little pocket. Mm-hmm. I would love to see more pocket breweries. Yeah. It's like your pub on the corner that makes their own beer. Yeah. It would be awesome to see and more of that. The owners of Intrinsic are millennials. Oh, there you go. So. Freaking millennials. <laughs> One hand, they're killing everything. Now they're creating. Yeah. What are we supposed to believe? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, I think everybody is trying to bash on millennials. Because yeah. they destroy everything. Because apparently, hey, when, yeah. When it was us, uh, Generation X, they blamed everything on us in the yeah. 90s. You know? And it's funny when you're like, oh, you're ruining talking to people. And even here, you can look yeah. around and they're not on their cell phones. If you look at some like old people... It's not, not here, but like yeah. some old people, some places, they're all on their cell phones. And it's like, oh, yeah. really? Millennials are ruining <laughs> yeah, <right>. conversation? <laughs> yeah. Hey, and we podcast is ruining radio, so. Oh, hey, That's there true. you go. <laughs> Everybody's ruining something. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So after this, we're going to talk about a documentary you can find on Netflix called The Truth About Alcohol from the BBC.
Hey guys, Josh here just to let you know, to remind you, to get the word out, to put it in your brain that no matter when you're listening to this podcast, Thursday is right around the corner. What's so significant about Thursday? Well, at Thursday at noon, you get to tune in and listen live to Liquid Lunch. Join myself and Catherine Contreras from She's Crafty Podcast as we join forces to bring you Texas's live midday craft beer show. It's the only one like it out there in the entire world. We're live. We take your calls at 713-678-0070. We have on the best guests in the craft beer world from the state of Texas and beyond, and it's just a fun time. You'll hear what you eating. What you drinking? We'll get the latest in uh, news and craft beer goings-ons, promotions of all the latest happenings, and you can be a part of the show with us each and every Thursday at noon. LiquidLunchShow.com is where we're located. Also on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel, streaming live video and audio. Your choice. Come join the party. Kick off the weekend Thursday at noon. LiquidLunchShow.com. That's Liquid Lunch. We'll see you there. So Netflix's documentary, I guess it's technically a BBC documentary that you so, found. So they picked it up. It's they not, picked it up. They picked yeah. up a lot of stuff, and they claim it as it's, their own. It's not an, a Netflix original. Yeah. It's yeah. called uh, The Truth About Alcohol, and it's a short 58 minutes, which is good and bad. If you're not looking, if you don't have much time, it's great. If you want more detail like I do, <laughs> more nerdy stuff, you don't get it. But that's, uh, Although, that's all right. you know, for the length, they did pack in a lot of nerdy stuff. Yeah. You know, for 58 they minutes. They did. I just wanted, there was some certain points I wanted more. Sure. Uh, the documentary is not, like, I, when you first told me about it, I thought it was going to be, like, kind of propping up sobriety and about, here's why you should not drink, like, ever. Yeah, and that's not the point of no, it. Yeah, and I was surprised. It's called the truth about alcohol, you would think it's, like, it's going to be an AA documentary. Forever, but right. Yeah. It was actually somewhat pro-drinky, but being, being, being moderate about it. Yeah. Well, the main host, and I... Neglected to write down his name. Do no, you I'm going to try to pronounce it. It'll probably... <laughs> Javid. Javid Ab- Abdulmanaim. Okay. I think that's that's how I wrote it down. Well, he it's works in wrong. the medical field and also is a drinker, as yes. they show right off the bat. Yes. And I thought it was interesting that it seemed like the whole thing that spurred this documentary, and I haven't seen the details of this, but I'm assuming, are the new guidelines that came out in the UK about how much alcohol you should actually drink per week, yeah. and it's gotten greatly reduced due to, and they get the overview at the beginning, due to uh, new cancer risk and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So they lowered the, I think it was mainly the men's guideline, down to the women's level. Yeah, which was... And said uh, it's basically 14, 14 units, I believe, per week, which uh, equates to seven pints per week. I thought it was less than that. I thought it was... He said seven Oh, you're pints. right. I'm sorry. I was reading yeah. wrong on my own notes here. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so seven pints per week, which uh, they measure, uh, they go through one night in his drinking... And he goes through. He's well, a whole week. past that, right? They follow him for a week. Yeah. Was it several days? Okay, I thought it was yeah, just one it was, night. It was where a seven-day deal, it. and uh, he said basically with that recap that he had a couple of days where it was just normal. I went out to the pub and had yeah. like a couple. Went home, didn't think about it. Yeah. yeah. And then he had like one kind of over the top wine night. Yeah. But a bottle and a half. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We went all out. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, you know, I could kind of equate to his idea there. That's. You know, if I'm not, yeah, if I'm not worried about uh, losing weight or anything like that, if I'm just normal drinking, I'd probably a couple days a week have a couple, and then maybe one day have more yeah. than a couple. And mm-hmm. you know, it's it was kind of interesting from that point, uh, that perspective, to see what kind of effect that actually had on uh, the liver and everything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of did a basically they attached a band to measure his sweat, which indicated how much alcohol he had in his system, so they could break it down by unit, which is pretty similar to the people that. Uh, get convicted of DUIs, they have to wear that monitor bracelet. Yeah. It's pretty much the same way that works. Right. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's Detecting your cool. sweat. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I guess there's different levels of that. It I did look some... like an ankle bracelet, like you were yeah. in trouble. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much the same thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah it looked like he was uh, under house arrest <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah. Uh, I will say this is like, I was reading another article about the benefits of moderation this week, and that article, and I don't remember the what side it was from now, but they were saying four to five drinks a day was moderation. I'm like, oh, wow. whoa, that's way way past anything I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I mean to that'd me, be great, but no. Yeah. I mean, seven pints a week, that seemed, to me seems too low, right? So but five pints a day seems way too high. So when we were over there, their pints are bigger than ours. Like, this is not a pint glass. 
Sure. So, I'm okay, holding, I'm holding like a regular glass that you guys see at the bar. Right. Um, they're pint glass. This fits a can, by the way. Uh, right. A full can. So what are these? About twelve. I think. Twelveish. And theirs are about this bigger and a little bit rounder on the top. So it's a full pint. So their full pints are quite a bit larger than American pints. Yeah, I think their um, standard serving is twenty ounces generally. Yes. Yeah. And so I mean, it was pretty damn big i mean like i only had a couple whenever mm, yeah. I was out. like and then I, and then they also do the option of half pints which is yeah. a great thing i think everybody should do half mm-hmm. pints over there because then you get more variants of your beer yeah that makes sense and um so there, i think that's another reason why their seven pints seems pretty low is because right. they're so they're a lot bigger than ours are it's like because you think of seven of these so it's probably like a pint and a quarter u.s yeah something like yeah, that yeah. yeah so it's and you would say yeah, seven of these. Yeah. That's a little bit too low. Too low, yeah. <laughs> Although, also, I think they said seven pints of a standard British lager. Yeah. So, Which you know, your ABV here yeah. is going to be... That's 4. true. 5%, 5% yeah. over there, maybe? Yeah. yeah, that's what I would assume. Yeah, around 4 to 5. So, you know, we have all these things that are 7 to 12. Yeah. yeah. Well, so that's going to make a difference. Has a couple of 10% uh, oh, bad yeah. boys here. Oh, yeah. Drink a couple of those. I think you've blown past your... Oh, yeah. Cancer <laughs> I think so. <laughs> right. So, did you find anything surprising about the documentary? Other than just the low limit? Uh, for me, uh, the I thought it was really interesting that they pointed out the fact that muscle helps a whole lot. That's with what you I was handling your, your alcohol. Because you think about versus, a, like, versus fat or anything yeah. else. Well, like a fat guy like me, I, w- I always out. thought like you know the bigger you are, you yeah. know, the more likely you are to, to be like a tank, a drinking tank. Like I, I can easily like drink and not have a hangover. I rarely get a hangover, and I can drink a ton. Are you the one out of like five? I, I apparently, about? yeah. I guess. I mean. <laughs> I'm, I mean, you have got. I barely, them, but, yeah. I barely have enough muscle to walk around. But yeah, you know, I guess that. <laughs> <laughs> but I always figured, like you know, even in movies, like the stereotype is like some big fat guy they can drink, right? Sure. But apparently, it has to do more with your muscle content, which is very interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting too. Yeah, so they're like, go work out and then you can drink. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You earned it. <laughs> well, the other thing I thought was interesting uh, to give you again as an example between you and. Yeah. Your wife, who, right. you know. Or me. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Well, just uh, talking about our wives and their their tendency to drink wine and our tendency to drink oh, beer and liquor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fact that they said, you know, wine does tend to give worse hangovers. Right. And we just mm-hmm. assume, oh, well, you know, they get worse hangovers because they're smaller or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you add the smaller and yeah. <laughs> and that element and it's yeah, a, it definitely kicks I it up. I think it was called, it was a certain, like, chem- I'm, I'm thinking the tannins and all of those things the, and all of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Polyphenol was that what it was? Polyphenol, I, yeah, it, yeah. And it was something I don't. It was something weird. It was like circum. I, oh, the the word is congenus. Thank you, congenus. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't yeah. know if that's like yeah. a European thing. Yeah, I, I'm like I've never heard the, the word either. Tannins and yeah. wine. I know like the, the, the sulfites I had heard oh, of. Thank you. And like yeah. sulfites. In, and yeah, when they ship uh, wine over from Europe, they add more sulfites to preserve the yeah. wine, and so that that's what I had always heard is why you have a worse hangover is if you can get sulfite free or low sulfite wine, you have better or better. You'll have yeah. less chance of a hangover. Yeah. Yeah, the polyphenons were the were the good thing. Sorry, the poly. Yes, you're yeah. right. You're right. But I'd never heard of congenas or yeah. con- congenas. I'd never heard of that before. I haven't either, which is interesting. And that's what he was saying. It was like the red wines, the brandies, or the bourbons, and then beers were okay. We yeah, were, we were. They were in the middle. We <laughs> were in the middle. So. Beers were in the middle a lot, actually. Yeah. Gin and like, vodka okay. had the had Moderation, the least. Right? Yeah, Moderation. exactly. Exactly. In the middle. Yep. Uh, gin and vodka had the least. Cider was on the high end, or uh, like white. Mid-white wines and cider were after that, and then beer, and then brandy and red wine, so. I definitely knew that. Yeah. I just thought it was always the sulfites, but I guess, like, from sulfites, I know in the wine, the tannins, which are the grape skins and the stems, right. that's what causes your hangover. It's like, if you get that out, mm-hmm. it's less. So yeah. Maybe... Maybe the congenies. <laughs> the congeniality. It's congenialities. I don't know. It's very interesting. It seemed yeah. like the darker it is, the worse it is for you. So I thought yeah. it was kind of weird too. I did. You know, all of us knew that you're supposed to eat before you. Yeah. Drink. And you should drink plenty of water. Yeah, you should drink a lot of water. Yeah, yeah. which wasn't surprising. See, I thought that was an interesting test, just because. I'm not saying like you know if they're about the same size, maybe it's all the same. But I kind of thought maybe it'd be him and another dude. Doing it, yeah, like was... maybe having a woman, it's a little yeah. different right. on top of it. I don't know, but it just didn't seem like a very good control to me. It was an okay control, but it could have been better. Well, I could agree with you. Yeah, when he was measuring the um, amount of alcohol left in, in his body, yeah, I thought that was a good test because it, it, I mean, it does show the difference in the sexes as far as 
a, a woman tends to stay drunker longer. Mm-hmm. I know. I just I would have liked to just seen. Sure. I, yeah, I, I yeah. understand. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the height of science. <laughs> I mean, it was more for just demonstration purposes. So right. I understand why they did it. But <laughs> I did like the simplicity of it. Yeah. From a drinker, because then it gave it a close to home feeling because it's not like oh there's this guy that's like not an alcohol drinker talking to me about Preaching. not drinking alcohol yeah. I'm definitely not going to listen yeah that exactly drinking yeah. alcohol and he's like holy shit man yeah, yeah. Like, this is actually might not be that good for me and again I'm saying Europe they drink so much more than we do mm-hmm. sure because they walk around yeah it's easier. that helps right they don't have to drive mm-hmm. so they're going to drink far more so it may have been having to like pull back europe and just being like hey don't walk around yeah just because you can walk doesn't mean you have to drink that much yeah well even in i think even in uh which country it is even if you're riding a bike and you're drunk you can still be thrown in in jail for that interesting in america yeah i know you can't i was talking about in europe but i mean you're not really you don't have to be in a car you're just driving some wheeled device skateboard yeah maybe (laughs) Uh, one part that I thought was kind of goofy, um, I mean, I guess it did fit the documentary, but it's something that everybody knows, Yeah, was the whole effect on the brain at the pub when he did that oh, whole yeah. exercise. The like, inhibitions are lowered? Yeah. Like, yeah. who doesn't know that you can put your hand in ice longer, you're mm. going to fall over? You know, everybody knows that stuff. Like, I just felt like there was no new ground on that part at all. I thought it, I, I thought, I think the same thing, but I thought it was cute that he said... You're always gonna push the button. Like you have no, you're you're not gonna stop yourself from pushing the button. Right. And that was literal and metaphorical, as in arguments that you get in. Yeah. Or yeah. Sure. Like things that you're gonna say. But the rest of it was like, I mean, come on, yeah. Really, duh. <laughs> yeah. I can sit out in the cold a lot longer because I'm drinking a lot of wine. Right. right. Of course I can. Yeah. I remember. I was. Uh, remember. I had the. I, was, I think it was my earth science teacher in eighth grade or something like that. That. I remember one of the first stories she ever told us for some reason was she used to live in Alaska and there was some homeless man that used to warm himself up by drinking a bottle of vodka every day and then one day he died on freezing because he thought he was warm. Exactly. And she, she wanted to drive that point home. Like, for whatever reason, we're living in like in West Texas where it's blazing hot. Yeah. <laughs> that you could die in the freezing weather if you try to drink and stay outside. It gets below freezing like twice a year yeah. out there. Yeah. I, I can recall it being below zero a handful of times <laughs> in my life. Not really that worried about it, Teach. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm going to be okay yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drink all I want. I'm not going to die of cold exposure. Yeah. <laughs> well, another thing they did off the top, and I wanted to ask you all about this too. You know, when they did that like Q and A of common mis- like misconceptions of alcohol and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and one of them was beer gets you less drunk. Is that a common misconception? Because I did not realize that. I guess I thought, uh, especially maybe that was before like the craft beer yes. boom and everything. Yeah. If you're drinking a bunch of Budweiser, you're Absolutely. not going to get as drunk. but yeah, Because it's lower ABV? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, whenever I'm drinking, personally, I'm going to drink a beer to not drink as fast. And so it is a little bit more filling. It's more bubbly. And you're going to s- slow down compared to a really good margarita. You're going to suck that thing down real fast. Wine? Yeah. I mean, I know all of us can chug wine pretty easy. Oh, not yeah. chug it, but like you just all of a sudden you're done. You're pouring the next glass and you're just like okay this is really easy sure i don't think it's like getting drunk or not getting as drunk it's you just savor and drink it slower kind of like champagne like i yeah. can't chug champagne <laughs> yeah it's bubbly i've never tried i would assume i, I can't either <laughs> like I, I drink i mean I, I guess i drink beer fast i mean slower but i do tend to drink whiskey way too fast yeah and, and it's easier <laughs> even just when it's on the rocks exactly. it's i mean i've just gotten so used to the used to the harsh taste it's just yeah. I just pour. Not as bubbly. Yeah. Just pour it. You just, yeah. It's but I guess I never heard that. I mean, there's always that. You can call it a misconception or not that different alcohols affect people differently. Mm. I find that I. I mean, they say it's not true that all alcohols are the same, oh, but I find so that true. <laughs> I really, I really, I th- I find it like I. I feel like I act like if I'm drinking vodka, which is not what I do very often. I feel like I get drunker a lot faster compared yeah. to like something like scotch or irish whiskey i have a completely yeah. different drunk on that yeah tequila yeah, yeah, vodka yeah. so i, I would oh, okay. agree like oh i thought oh, you were sorry, disagreeing never mind. i take it yeah back. yeah no uh, <laughs> or like I agree that you're different on yeah every- or jaeger bombs like watching people on jaeger bombs just go let's go party. It's probably the combination of like caffeine Stimulant and, and, and that depressant. but it's but still like the, the the i don't know it's just a completely different type of drunk like in your I fi- like a lot of times fighting is 
but way up there with Jaeger bombs. Oh, yeah. And Jaeger in general. You're like hyper and yeah. you're like ready to go and then you're <laughs> drunk so you're like let's push this button and yeah. we're going <laughs> to yeah. punch each other. <laughs> Everything to the max, yeah. Hey, yeah. that tequila's different. I was um, going to say I agree with oh, you on I'm that cuz yeah, yeah, tequila to me it's it hits me way different than Yeah, vodka hits me you know, really hard. You can drink 7 8 beers and be kind of normal. Yeah. Tequila, I don't know what it is, something in there yeah. just gone. Or like me, 35, having apparently a tray full of buttery nipple shots <laughs> by myself that I meant, for, I meant to buy for other people at my party. And apparently I had the entire you tray. You drank them all at the bar. Buttery nipples. Yeah. You want yes. any? No, they're all free. I drank them all at the you bar. You drank them all at the bar, yes. Yeah, apparently. Oh I have God. no memory. This is the night the ambulance was called. And oh, my God. I was oh, in the Old Crow bad. down on uh, Greenville. And I don't. Awesome. I just remember waking up the next morning about 4 a.m. and face down on my living room floor. <laughs> And I had yes. no recollection. I remember wrangling so you much, in, yes. taking Everybody you else remembers everything yes. about that night. <laughs> I love but, that so much. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. And uh, Stefan over in Sweden, because I'm planning to go there next year, and I'll, it'll be my 38th birthday, and he's like, the oh. Rebels? No, no, he's, he's sure. planning for another one of those nights. I'm like, never again. He's like, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> That's hilarious. So were you disappointed by anything? Mm. For me, just as a nerd, I just wanted... More detail, sciencey detail. Like, I don't but know. See, I feel like a little the, more explanation about things. I feel like the elements they focused on, they got pretty sciencey on. I mean, yeah. another complaint I had with it was the have a drink before you go to bed. Yeah, and how well that actually does. Like, there was no control on him just sleeping one night without having a drink, right? And comparing, yeah. you know, I like maybe that. maybe he doesn't sleep well normally. Yeah. I don't know. That's <clears throat> don't true. Know. I wish they would have had a control over that. I mean. Yeah, I know me, and I don't sleep as well with alcohol as I do without. But that's because I know me. Now they didn't actually show that on there, and sure. that's unfortunate. Which I think they should have shown that, and that's probably one of mine too. I like science too. Yeah, I think they did it really good for the layperson sure. that doesn't have any clue about science. Yeah, and I'm in the healthcare field too, like him. So he probably was like, "Oh my god, I want to tell them so much more." And yeah. I think people were like, "No, no, no, dude, chill out. You yeah. need to talk like a regular person, like elementary school version." Yeah, right. explain like you're five. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I mean, and he, I think that he got the point across pretty well. But yeah. I wish that for the science nerds, they could have gotten yeah. a little bit more. I wish I would gone a little more in depth, like. You know, they say, well, it makes you eat more, but they don't explain why it makes you eat more. Like, other than yeah. just lack of inhibition, like, there's like a chemical reaction yeah. that drives you to seek out certain, like, fats and, you know, yeah. salty things. And I wish they had gone a little more into that. Well, one thing they mentioned with the health guidelines that I wanted to get your take on specifically because yeah. of the way that you tend to handle, handle alcohol, you tend to say, I'm going to have one day a week and that's what I'm going to unleash, and yeah. then the rest of the week I don't do it. Right. And now they're starting to talk about, well, that's the total wrong way to do it you're supposed to have a little bit each you know for a couple of days during yeah. the week so what are you, what's your take on that do you think that that makes sense or um i think it can make sense um i've actually gotten to the point now where even on that one day a week i'm not going hard like i used to like <laughs> last week i no, mean yeah bunch of butter yeah <laughs> no 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 like last week i was drinking tequila last week and i think i had maybe a maximum of three it was probably like three three and a half shots and yeah. that wasn't like shooting that was like sipping, sipping tequila on. sure um so I'm trying way. to like be do I, yeah no no <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to be like more moderate about that. It's more that I'm trying to you know get more in shape and have you know more muscle, less fat, so I can get drunker later. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, so I'm trying to lose weight. So I'm trying to drink less in general. So well, to okay. a certain point, my, I think alcohol. The ben- there are benefits of alcohol, but yeah. you can easily go over that where it's detrimental to your health. So especially if you're mm-hmm. trying to lose weight, like I am, it's detrimental. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. Once you get past the weight loss yeah. option, let's say you get to the ideal weight. Oh, I'm gonna be pounding them every night. You think you'll be more? Hell yeah! <laughs> you'll be more aligned with what they said, yes. or do you think you'll still? Yeah. Okay. The, the goal is to eventually get. Once I'm in a happy place, yeah. I'll probably have a glass or two at night. Have pick up more beer again. Yeah. Just right now, I'm trying to limit to whatever I do. Just do it sure. on Saturdays and not go hard like I was. Interesting fact: I learned this in dental hygiene school. Yeah. Spirits make you gain the most belly weight. Really. Wine is second and beer is last. Huh. So you're actually, your beer yeah. is going to be better for you. I know it has a bunch of carbs and stuff like that, yeah. but the way it does for inflammation. Yeah. I could see that with straight inflammation. Straight spirits is going to be yeah. the worst for you. And then that's just going to slow down everything else. Yeah. On top of I could, Yeah, I could beer. see the I'm going to convince you to drink beer, of course. No, no. The bearded lady, come on. <laughs> yeah, right, let's exactly. be real. But it's more it was the, yeah. very interesting because I always, like, I always thought that 
you know, vodka and water and lime right. is what you're supposed to drink to lose weight. And right. yeah. all the skinny girls drank vodka, water, and lime. Mm. And then once I realized that I could drink beer, I was like, that? Like, yeah. <laughs> really? This is actually the stuff that's going to keep my inflammation less? Yeah. I was going to go towards that. So yeah, that, that makes sense. And it's right better there? anyway. Right now. I know, right? Way better than like drinking straight tequila. I'm like, dude, yeah. yes. holy, holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, right now, I'm not drinking as much beer because uh, the, the trainer I'm working with, it's like just trying to stay on my numbers. It's like I take up way more for beer just from a macro perspective mm-hmm. than I do for oh, yeah, spirits. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, sure. moderation, drink a little bit of spirits and just, you know. And it's working out well so far, but eventually F I'm going to go back to drink more beer. F yeah, your yeah. I'm just <laughs> screw him. You should be like, him. no, beer is better for me. <laughs> I would hope so. As a, co- a co-host of a beer podcast, yes. so you yeah. will drink beer again. Yes, I am going to drink beer. It's just I'm just trying to moderate. <laughs> right? No, Have I understand. A little bit. You know. I understand. I used to drink way too much. It's so. hard. It's hard. It's it is. really hard. I actually did like three months without drinking, and I had to like go towards kombucha. Yeah, that's what we've done at, at home. Yeah. yeah, because it's like fermented and it yeah. gives you the flavor. I've, I've, Welcome, Texas allergies. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's it's hard it to is. stop drinking. I've done that before, like knocked it off like two three months. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, you feel great, and then you you're like, yeah. but then you drink the first beer, and you're like, oh my god, this yeah. is what it's supposed to be like. I love this carcinogen. Yeah, <laughs> give me some life. I like this one. Hey, yeah. you know, like you probably don't smoke. No, I don't. No, no. You probably don't do hard drugs. Not too much. Yeah. No. Not too much. Okay. Yeah, a little heroin now and again. Right. Just a t- just a dab. Yeah. Choose your poison. Yeah. If your poison everybody needs advice. Be, yeah, yeah. If your poison's gonna be alcohol, so be it. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I went. I you got to live this life a bit, yeah. right? Yeah. You have to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, smoking pot's not a carcinogen, so yeah. That doesn't count if you yeah. do that. Every now and again, sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's not a habit. It's not like not like the neighbor or. <laughs> Uh, it's definitely not. A, it's not a big habit of mine. I, right. It's just oh, moderation. Yeah, yeah. moderate. Yeah, everything moderation. in moderation. Yeah, a little heroin, a little eight ball now and yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah little, like I said, just a dab, yeah. just a little bit. A little hash. <laughs> not a lot yeah, of eight balls. Little, little crystal meth. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You roof yourself. It's all right. <laughs> right. Um, that could be fun in itself. You know, you know right? along that line, I would have liked them to talk about like the people who live like till they're ninety nine and they eat bacon and eggs and drink. Whiskey mm-hmm. and beer every day, and smoke a pack of cigarettes. And smoke a pack, of, like yeah. Where, they didn't mention those people at all. No, uh, I'm sure genetics and other oh, things yeah. factor into but it. But that's what I would like to see. No, I know, but like, I'm why, just saying I feel people? like some of it's luck of the draw too. Yeah. That you just happen to not get some of these cancers and stuff, no yeah. matter how you treat your body. Right. You right. know, it can't all be pure genetics. There's got to be something. There's got to be a little bit of a lottery system to it too. I think. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I just would so. like to know, like to ta- at least touch on it. Yeah, I agree. Like maybe yeah. get it. Surely some of these people have donated their bodies to science. Like, what you know? What are there some Why are indicators? You and you've done yeah. everything. You drink Dr Pepper for your whole life. Yeah, exactly. How did that happen? Well, like that uh, that guy that they've mentioned on the local sports station a couple of times. That mm. is like 102 and lives in Austin, and he smokes every day and yep. drinks whiskey all day every day, and he's done that his whole life. And yeah. He's still, like, kicking around, like, a little bit of blindness, kind of, but mostly. I mean, if I'm 102, I'm a little bit blind, and that's my only problem. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm doing all You're right. Doing pretty good yeah, for you yourself. continue to smoke and drink and bacon <laughs> yeah. and eggs. You so. live a pretty good life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that was my only disappointment was I wanted to see a little point. bit about that. But the people who go balls out and, like, they still just yeah, party hard problems. Yeah. And they're fine. That's the type of person like, I want to be. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Let's just party I hard. I want man. those jeans. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be able to drink all the time and not, you know, not have any <laughs> health problems. It. Yeah. I have no repercussions. I got cursed by terrible family genes. <laughs> <laughs> so, overall, I mean, what would you give the documentary? Uh, I would give it a positive review. I think they covered enough. Uh, like you said, it could have been more detailed, but for, like, a nice overview of the whole discussion. I think they approached it really well. I yeah. think it was good that they had a guy, like like Jennifer was saying, that wasn't just some kind of teetotaler that was kind of like the super size me guy that just happened mm-hmm. to eat McDonald's all the time for this yeah. small time frame. Like he's a guy who actually drank, and uh, I don't know. I think that was a good perspective. Yeah, and a guy in the medical field I think helped also. But um, yeah, that was in like alcohol, uh, like yeah, he was working with alcoholics coming in, which is very interesting. <laughs> right? Yeah, while good still point. drinking, which was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does seem weird, but. Um, overall, I would say it was it was pretty good. I liked it. I, I would recommend it. Jennifer, I would totally agree with you. I thought it that was my point was that it was someone relatable that you could understand and a healthcare professional. And being a healthcare professional, knowing what most of that stuff does to you, that I'm still drinking as well. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it's it's nice to hear something from someone 
that is going through it while he was making the documentary. And that was kind of a neat thing also is that you're able to take a perspective like, wow, he's actually traveling through this as we're watching it mm-hmm. and not being like, oh, yeah, I did this like a while back and here are my outcomes and all of that kind of stuff. No, he was like, let's do this together. Yep. Let's do it. Yeah, that was. I think it's positive. Guinea yeah. pig approach. Yeah, I, I agree. It was like it was to me again. I was expecting the preachiness. Very glad we didn't get preachiness. Like I, I don't need somebody to preach about alcohol. No. Like, yeah. I've known plenty of alcoholics in my life. I don't, I don't need that anymore. You know, like I know that. I mean, I know a lot of people probably don't know the difference, and they probably need that knowledge. But I'm glad it wasn't one of those because I'm sure there's plenty of those documentaries out there. Oh yeah. Um, I'm glad it was more of a moderate stance for sure. And me, I just want a little more nerdy detail, but that's me. But for a layman, I think it's a great documentary. I think it's oh, yeah. a great introduction to moderation it's and why you should do it from a health angle i think that was really good um yeah two thumbs up on it this is forgiven thumbs i'll give it two thumbs up yeah, also. yeah me too <laughs> two thumbs. so uh, i have two questions as a result does it make you want to drink less mm. actually makes you want to drink more yeah right i'm like well me personally no i per well me as me i need to cut down during the week just because i know it's not I know it affects my sleep differently. Yeah. But at the same token, there's some days that I get home, I'm a dental hygienist, it hurts, and i rather drink a beer than take a Tylenol. Yeah. Because they do the same exact thing to your liver. I mean, yeah. if you're going to take a Tylenol every damn day, then yeah. I might as well drink a beer and enjoy my night and chill out. Yeah. Versus just killing the pain. And so, I'll taste it in Tylenol. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I never have thought, it, I I thought, haven't thought of it that way, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the same, it's the same thing. And they yeah. actually said that... Um, Alcohol, well, they said, these people out there, <laughs> um, they said that um, alcohol is just as good as painkillers and it's not going to be as addictive or some people it is addictive, but it's just as, it's just as good and yeah. you're ruining the same body part, so yeah. why not just yeah. uh, have a little fun with it instead. That's a good point, yeah. yeah. Dustin? Uh what do we? Does it make you want to drink less? Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> no it doesn't. <laughs> I need another pint. Right? No, it doesn't have that effect on me. Uh, I would say it's an interesting perspective. Yeah, and I appreciate the fact that they are just talking about the risk and all that. Yeah, I think a lot of people probably don't realize all the cancer risk and everything that comes with excessive drinking too. Yeah. Um, and maybe there are elements of uh, even our culture. Well. Just speaking of the U.S. culture, mm. especially in the college years and things of binge drinking mm-hmm. and just going as hard as you can. Maybe some of that probably should be, you know, put the brakes on that a little bit. But yeah. overall... That's where you learn, though. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> like, you learn your limit. Yeah. yeah, that's how we're like, how am I not dead now? Yeah. What right. happened? <laughs> but yeah, for me personally, I, I don't think it really had much effect on me. You, Mark? Uh, no, like I said, it makes me want to drink more only because I'm not really drinking right now. Like, yeah, yeah. like except for one day a week. Yeah, I would like to be more of a moderate drinker rather than just one day a week. Um, sure. So it actually makes me want to drink more, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, it would. <laughs> and then, then you find out that it causes cancer. You're like, um, let me have a few more Yeah, just keep on please. feeding it. Oh, let me add one last thing that they did. Yeah. Uh, one last experiment they did, um, which was the hangover remedies. Oh, oh yeah. That was interesting. Um, do you remember what the pill was that they did? I can't. I can't. Star seed oil. Starflower oil. Starflower oil. Also known as bar- Barrage. Yeah, yeah, had you guys heard one. of that before? Nope. I'd never heard of that. Never nope. had it either. Okay. Definitely going to try now, though. Yeah, right. I'm going to go grab yeah. it. I have done. I've done the scramble. No more hangover? Have you had that? <laughs> no, I haven't had that, but I've taken. Uh, what's the stuff they give to kids when they're having like. Pedialyte. Pedialyte. I've done that. Gross. Oh, yeah. But it, it, it is, helps. And I've done charcoal pills before. What was your charcoal pill? What was it? Like oh, I, I did it last week. I had no ill effects. I actually felt like I was not nearly as intoxicated as I normally would Aww. be. Yeah, but it was it was fine. It was good. <laughs> it was like an experiment. A, it's like a filter on your body? It could have been. It, it could have been. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah. It could have been more filter, right? mental, yeah. but it seemed to work all right. Sure. So That's pretty cool. But yeah, yeah but I, I, I thought it was interesting the scramble didn't, didn't really help yeah. anybody. Right? <laughs> I could see and if it, you ate it beforehand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like all if the you, grease. Yeah, all the grease and fat will help you ward off the hangover. I mean, to be honest, and they didn't even talk about this, and that's another probably negative thing that I can think about is more alcohol. The reason you have a hangover is because you have alcohol withdrawals. Yeah. And um, 
I know it's not like the greatest hangover cure ever, but if it's on a weekend, having one beer and you yeah. get to cure your hangover, Hair it's totally worth it. Yeah. It's totally worth it. I That's agree. why we have mimosas and Bloody Marys. Yeah. Because That's right. It's a hangover cure. I've and done it and those, it does work. Yeah, right? And, <laughs> yeah. it's, and you don't have to drink the rest of the day. You can just have one and you're like, oh, I'm one and done. Yep. Yeah. This is good. My hangover is cured. Let's just go on with our lives. Yeah. I can work out later. Like, it doesn't matter. You know, it's. Right. Makes the morning a bit brighter. Yeah. So and, and I wish they would have brought that up. It's just like the hangover cure is actually actually more alcohol i didn't yeah. think about that that's one of the sciencey things that yeah. they should have brought up is that a hangover is withdrawal literal yeah literal withdrawal that's true they did not mention alcohol. that yeah and they should have brought that up and said yeah this is why you're having it is because you had way too much and now your body's freaking out yeah and i also wish they could have brought up like you know how alcoholics that's alcohol is literally the only withdrawal that you can die from so, um, could you withdraw? Uh, could you die from a heroin withdrawal too? I thought. I don't think that opioids can really? cause that. Um, <laughs> alcohol is the only one that your body just starts shutting down. Yeah. After not having it, and not after you're not weaning yourself off, <laughs> and it happens quite frequently. So, like alcoholics do have to go through a like drinking alcohol. You can't cut. This is like the only thing you can't cut cold turkey. Yeah. Which is, I wish I kind of would have brought that up because I'm sure a lot of people, I didn't even think about that. I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I'm never going to drink again. Yeah. Like, no, no, <laughs> pump the brakes. You need to drink a little bit before you yeah. stop, like, completely. Yeah. Right. yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. But, yeah, a little more detail. But overall, I think it was yeah. a good, oh, good yeah, documentary. Yeah. It's great. All right. Well, thanks for listening to episode 114 of Brew Bloods. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. Appreciate it. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes we'd really appreciate it and you can check us out on social networks at uh, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter all those uh, what's your blog URL again because I always forget it thebeardedladyblog.com with two e's not an a yeah with e-e yeah. beer like as in bearded yes. e-e-r-d-e-d although you have grown ni- quite a nice beard thank you. yes thank you it has gotten a lot longer yeah. <laughs> and then of course Instagram is thebeardedlady yeah with two e's and you're a lot more uh, frequent on social media than we are so That's for sure. (laughs) It's been hard, but I try. If you have any feedback, uh, you want to tell us what we got wrong today, uh, feel free to email us at brewbloodshow at gmail.com or you can call us at 469-573-BEER. That's 469-573-BEER. That's 2337. All right. For Dustin, I'm Mark. Mark and Dustin. Probst. 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 (laughs) Probst.